for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. You know what? We gonna be on vibes tonight, even if the Warriors ain't on vibes, because <laughs> we can't be having them look us up and down. You know what I'm saying? Because Justin be vibing, yeah. vibing. So forget the Warriors. We're gonna be on vibes, right? Okay. So what's good? We're here. We're here after two nights of shellacking. <laughs> Shellackings, <laughs> just embarrassing, embarrassing shellackings. Like even embarrassing for a team that is missing Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Dante DiVincenzo. We don't really care that much about Jamichael Green, but even for a team <laughs> missing all of that and only playing and Clay Thompson tonight, though some would argue Clay Thompson didn't even show up in the game he did play. Um. So missing all of that, I still think I find the two losses embarrassing. I do. I think they're embarrassing. What do you think, Justin? Definitely embarrassing. When you lose by a combined, what, 68 points in two games, it's, it's, it's kind of reminiscent to that Toronto loss that they had where they got demolished. Yes. It's just like no matter how bad the team is, you're still professional players and you do not want to get like just completely outclassed like that. Like the game was over in the first Raining quarter. They were champs. up like 30. Yeah. Raining champs. Yeah. Disgusting. Raining champs. This is not like the Mavericks who won in 2011. And then like, they just traded away all their guys. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like they, 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 I mean, similar to us, they lost some like role players, but like, Dirk really didn't have anyone to begin with when he won that finals, right? Like it was him and Jason Terry and some guys, right? Mm. But the Warriors still have Clay Thompson. They still have Draymond Green. Yes, Andrew Wiggins has been hurt. But like, there's just no reason. Like we did lose some role players, but those role players, and while they're important, because Otto was important and, you know, GP2 was important, those players alone should not be the difference and us looking like a championship team to like, we can only stay at 500. Like that just shouldn't be the case, right? Like that mm-hmm. in itself is problematic. And now because everyone's hurt, we just look crazy. And there's no justification for it. There's none. You're not going to convince me there is. They showed up tonight to lose. They didn't care. They they didn't think they could win. And they came out like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that is very true. Um, and that's put up 46 it, points in the first quarter, Justin. 46 yeah. and, points. And we and we I mean we spoke about it before they even played the the Knicks, how tough it was going to be for them to play that second night of a back-to-back when the Nets are having multiple days off and at home before that game. But it just I mean it's no excuse for the effort, you know. Like it just like you said, they showed up to lose. They they just didn't really have much fight in them. Um, to start that game. And then if you go down by 30, it doesn't matter if you play them even for the rest of the game. They're, the Nets were just kind of sleepwalking the rest of the game and just still blitzing them. So, yeah, end of a road trip. You know, you, you expect, a, like, not as much effort as the beginning, but still you want to see a certain level of effort that they just didn't bring. Um, and hopefully they can just kind of get their mojo back and get a few guys back 
for the Memphis game. You know, Clay's going to play, but hopefully they get Dante, JMG, and Wiggins back. That'll help a lot. And that'll tell us a lot about the team, you know, how they put the, how they perform, you know? So. Yeah, I, I quite frankly don't want to be gaslit during the broadcast by Fitz and the propaganda that was going on, That's telling me special. all about James Wiseman tonight and just all of the nonsense that was being said on that broadcast, right? <laughs> and this is the problem, right? Like, so if the Warriors get back to home and they're winning, I still got to hear about this bullshit road record versus home shit because, like, even if they get back to winning, it will be at home. So it's going to be like, yeah, but, you know, they still... And, like, people are just going to ignore, like, that they didn't have, like, the team. Because, I mean, even when we last recorded, which was after the Toronto game, and we said just split one of those games, we said that without knowing that we were going to lose Dante, which is a very key piece to lose, Right. And, mm-hmm. like, just as a body, Jermichael's still, like, uh, you know, he's not good. But, like, it was not good to lose him either, right? And so once I knew that, once I knew that and that Andrew wasn't coming back, I really thought it was pretty unlikely they were going right. to win. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for half of the Nets game. I mean, the Knicks game, they sort of kept it within distance and competitive. But, right. like... If Clay would have just showed up in that game, you know, mm-hmm. they might have won or been able to pull that out. But he did not. He did not. And, um, you know, here we are. And, you know, Sam had an interesting, Sam from Light Years had an interesting tweet today that I saw. And he said that the team last year was good enough to like incubate. I think that was the word he used, but basically essentially hide what Clay was lacking. I don't know mm-hmm. if I agree with that fully, though. I just don't think Clay is like, I think Clay's regressed from last year. I really do. Like, he had like the inconsistencies when he first came back, and then it got, but I just, I don't know. I like, I expected there to be a progression this year. I did. And if it's, if it's, if it's not a regression, I think it's a regression, but like, I just, it, to me I'm a little dismayed by the fact that like he just hasn't seemed to improve because you're supposed to look better in the second season of a back-to-back and I don't know if it's just him pressing I don't know if it's just him in his head but like it's a little surprising to me to be honest yeah I think I mean I think it's a little bit of both right he is getting older um despite it being the second year back from injury um, he's coming back from an injury where he's now into his early thirties and that's, you know, in professional sports, that's getting up there in age. So, um, it's tough. He didn't, he obviously didn't scrimmage over the summer and he came into the camp, not into obviously like the best possible shape he could be in because it's, it's, you can't do that without playing five on five basketball. Right. So he kind of had a slow start to the season and, I do think last year's team, it just had more vets, right? So they knew how to, you know, plug in the spaces where he was lacking, right? Or cover for his weaknesses or allow him to play a certain game to where um, only his strengths are, you know, shown, right? Um, You know, then then now when you got games where all of our, Steph and Dante are out, um, Wiggins is out, so like the point of attack guy that kind of takes the slack off of Clay is gone. 
obviously everyone relies on Steph so much. And then Dante is another ball handler that can kind of set Clay up and stuff like that. It just it puts Clay in a position to where he has to handle the ball a little bit more, where he's getting even more defensive attention now that the other guys that typically take that attention away aren't there. So it's going to make him look, you know, worse than he actually is, or it's going to expose the flaws in his game and the reason why he's at this point probably just a high end role player, you know, a good starter, you know, with the capability of playing like a star any given night. But on average, he's somewhere closer to a role player at this point in his career. We're paying him a lot of money to be a role player. And I think they got to find a way to get more out of him. Like, I understand that he was paid that because of what he's done for the team. They sort of didn't have a choice, to be honest, you know, and even before Clay's injuries, I forget who it was had kind of come out with how Clay's contract is like one of the worst value contracts in the NBA. And people were upset. And I never said anything about it, but there was validity to that statement. There really was. Like, it's not that like Clay is not great, but it, there's always been limits to what he brought to this team, right? Like outside of his shooting. And so now we're sort of, I think, seeing that. And I get that some of it may have been um, expedited because of the injury, but it's like the fact that he doesn't like really rebound that much <laughs> and do other things on the court. It's like, I don't know, you know, but like you're being paid a lot of money. Right. And so there, I saw this point being made where like everyone's mad about the two timelines and all of this stuff. And I, I think there's, I think there's validity definitely to question the, the front office and did, but I also am like, yo, like Draymond is out there. Clay is out there. Like y'all can't keep giving them passes for this bullshit play. Like, I'm sorry. Like it's not acceptable. Just like we get on Jordan and say he's paid a certain amount, like which he's actually not even being paid yet. That doesn't kick until next year. Those guys are paid a certain amount of money too, right? And I know what they've done in the past, but does that mean they don't have to contribute now, right now on this team? It's annoying to me. It really is. Like, what are you doing, Dre? Mr. I'm as important as Steph. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean. No, but they... you know what? It's not shocking to me because I've always known their limitations. But this is why right. when people like me and others get upset and they say we're crazy Steph stands and Warriors fans are delusional because this is why. This is why I don't want to hear nothing. Steph is the best player in the NBA. He's the best player in the NBA. I don't want to hear shit because this team, this team should not fall to this level because he's out. You, you hit the nail on the head. It's, I mean, he makes the whole thing go on offense. He makes and, – and we saw, especially tonight, like how tough it is to operate when you are the center of attention uh, from the other team's scouting report and you're playing with negative spacers. And you know what I mean? You got to carry this whole offense. Like Jordan is a great young player. He's a great offensive player. But he shot terrible tonight. He was getting the whole and, – and I think Kerr spoke about it after the game – He's getting the entire, like, defensive focus. He's getting the best guy, Ben Simmons, on him. And then he has to operate where guys are just not guarding Draymond and Looney that closely, right? So it's really tough to do. Steph makes it look easy. And then he opens it up for literally everyone else that's out there with him. So, you know, it just goes to show truly how deep his impact goes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like like you said, it, it validates everything that we always 
have known and said, but it's just it's just annoying that it has to come at the cost of wins and stuff for people to realize what's actually going on. Yeah, um, I was so. annoyed today um, on our episode of Brother from Another. I wasn't on air, but my guy Vince came on, Vincent Goodwill, and um, <laughs> he was asked about the Warriors because my colleague, the host today, was like, "Yeah." Just give Steph the MVP because the Warriors are like look ridiculous yeah. without him. And Vince is like, I mean, but like, was it making a difference with him? Stop it. Stop it, Vincent Goodwill. Stop it. Because like, even if they were only a 500 team this year, they were at least holding 500 and all those games were close. They were not losing to the tune of whatever. So if you want to try to make it about wins and losses, like that's crazy to me, but like, come on. And this was always the case. This was always the case. Even when your favorite guy, Kevin Durant was there, they barely treaded water above 500. And I mean, Mm -hmm. some of that is about the Warriors never having like a plan when Steph isn't there. And, and that to me speaks to like coaching because Kevin, yes, Kevin Durant is on the team, so it should look better, but it's like, like why why does everything like fall to shits when Steph isn't there right and I look I know it's because of the greatness of him but these are still professional NBA players and like you need to have an alternative plan if Steph isn't there like mm-hmm. it's a possibility right yeah yeah I mean that's definitely that's definitely something that's been a constant throughout this entire um you know current tenure it's like Steph ain't there. There's they can't get anything right, but it's also a function of the roster. You know, the roster is built to function with Steph at at the head, right? Like I said, Draymond and Looney start there to probably the most offensively challenged starting front court tandem in the league, and when it comes to scoring and just you know the attention they get from the defense it scores, um, but Steph makes it work. So when he's not there, it's just hard to pivot and turn them into like you know, pick and roll bigs and stuff like that. Because, I mean, Looney had a few opportunities at the rim and guys just stripped them or they just met him at the rim. That's just not, like, what makes him a good NBA player. Same thing with Draymond. So, no, it, it's... Do. I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure it is. I don't dispute it. I mean, Kerr gets paid for, to make it work, but... Right, but that's also why I'm like, yeah, miss me with the whole great coach and self-proclaiming he was ever called an offensive genius my ass that never happened no one ever said that about you not a single person (laughs) not a single person do you think because we're gonna get to some mailbag questions in the next segment but do you think the loss of mike brown is hurting them i do i think so uh just the energy he brought you know it was consistent energy I mean, everybody knows his personality. He's very bolsterous, like he's really out there. So that type of stuff is contagious. That type of stuff helps people get through a long season, you know. Um, but why do they think they didn't need to replace him? Because they got Kenny Atkinson back? I mean, didn't they serve different functions? Why did they think that they didn't need to replace him? I don't know if they thought that. They might have just – I don't know. It just Frank, seems well, like Frank they Vogel were – is right out there, bro. He is right out there. got to pay Frank, though. I think that's what Bro, it is. Pay him. Did we, did, I mean, we, did we not just see the report of how much money they made? That thank you. Thank you. Up there with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Like you're making I'm, football team money. Football team money. I'm I'm saying I'm saying pay him. 
But I'm I'm telling you, I'm pay thinking him, it's pay the players, pay every goddamn body. That's that's what they should have did. Um, but yeah, like I mean, we were all we were all asking Frank, like, just you know, get somebody defensive minded in there. The my biggest thing is like the formula, whether they stumbled into it accidentally or not last year, the formula worked last year, right? You got all this money put into the coaching staff. You got guys that are super passionate about what they do as, as, as a coaching staff. You got the quote unquote perfectly built team or whatever the case may be. Like I said, they might have stumbled in a GP2. They might have gotten more out of auto than they expected or out of belly, but it worked, right? You got the formula there. You don't have to bring those exact players back, but just players that fit that that mold, right? And they tried to replace auto with um, JMG and that's fine, but just the back end of the roster was full of vets. Every everybody was on one accord. Everybody was an adult, and it was just there was a clear path. And I think this year they just kind of like they hit shuffle on it. It just seemed like they were like, all right, that worked, but we're gonna try something a little bit different. Like I just and that's don't just, understand the hubris. I really don't. Right. I don't understand the hubris because it's a constant thing. You get rid of Jerry West because you guys think you don't need him and can do better. And like I'm, you still haven't proven to me that you can do better because everything that's great about this team all preceded the people who are here, right? And like, if you know this team, you understand that they weren't this this batch of people are not who drafted Steph and Clay and 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 they're not the people who, I mean, if you really think about who the early development of these players, it was Mark Jackson. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like I get, I'm not saying that like Kerr didn't come in and implement a better offense, but I'm just saying like them even being like a defensive minded team and, 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 and all of that kind of stuff. Not that I think like people like Clay and Steph needed confidence, but you don't think having a, like Mark Jackson call them the best shooting backcourt at that time. And like, you know, doing things like, nah, we not letting nobody break the three point record on us. And just that kind of like, you don't think that like helped them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Mm -hmm. it did. And I don't think he gets credit for that kind of thing, but I'm just saying, you know, like a lot of credit is heaped on the group that's in now Kerr and that front office. And they kind of inherited a lot. Yeah, they did. They did. They haven't proven to me that they're so capable of like doing all these things. And it's and a lot of their stuff is covered by Steph. And and that's why I said we're gonna have to see what it looks like after Steph is gone. I mean, Bob might be gone before Steph is <laughs> looking at the whole contract situation with him. Um, that's getting kind of kind of weird. But yeah, like you said, I mean they inherited a lot of this stuff. So we're gonna have to see once this current core is done if they can actually, you know, do what they they think they can do. But I mean, to answer your question about the hubris, it's like you, you got this group of, of hall of famers that despite any situation continue to get it done. So it's like, well, we can throw shit at the wall and Steph going to make it smell good. You know, like, so it's like, why wouldn't they just, turn to their pet projects and like you know what but I mean like 20, just try to in 2021 it didn't work it didn't work in 2021 and they and they validated that by saying what clay clay was hurt so it's like yeah but we heard all this bullshit talk from Myers like I mean I think even though they won't say it publicly to me when you get on the record and say 
I mean, we didn't know he'd be that good. To me, that's an acknowledgement that they realized like they may have like cost themselves, right? That season from the nonsense. Like yeah. they didn't say that outwardly, but to me, that's what that's an acknowledgement of, right? So when you come yeah. out and you talk all that talk saying it's we like we owe that to Steph to make sure we put any like stuff around him to win. That's what was said. That's what was said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fine. Like, I'm not even mad as like everyone else at them trying this approach. But when you see it's not working and then you're still like, we're not going to make any changes. Like, that's always my issue. Just like in 2021, when you saw like, maybe if I change a few things, like get Brad Wanamaker on the team, off the team and fill a couple of rosters, but they still refuse. But okay, fine you might get a pass because that was like the first year and clay wasn't there and blah, 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 blah. But this year coming off a championship, you still are doing this like this would I'm listen. If the warriors don't at least make the finals, right. If they don't at least make the finals or they have like a very early playoff postseason exit to me, this will go down in history as one of the most catastrophic failings of like an NBA franchise. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. When you break it down like single season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they had it, like I said, they had a championship formula and they, and after the season last year, they were Bob and, and Steve were talking about how they didn't even know if they can win a championship. Just crazy shit like that. How like, did y'all not know that? Why do you know that, Justin? Why do I know that, but they don't know? This is the kind of shit when I'm like, and then y'all want me to praise this man? Because you say crazy things. You say crazy things. Yeah, yeah. And then they they didn't know, quote unquote, that they could win a championship last year. They won it. And then they just scrapped the, the script from last year and started some new shit. And it's like, bro... When, we, when you see shit doesn't work, you ride it out for way too long. And when you see something does work, you just be like, all right, we're going to try something else because we whatever we do, we still win a championship. It's like, bro, that just, that's that's my whole thing. people who just want to be like, just devout supporters are just like, well, I'm going to trust them because of work. Trust Steph. It worked because of him, not because right. of anything that they did. He covers right. their shit and then y'all want to give them all the credit. It didn't take all those damn games to see that Wiseman wasn't working, bro. It did not. It did not. And yet you continued and continued with it out of arrogance and because you want to prove that you were right about him when you were not. You were not. Mm-hmm. Right? And even if you are, it will not be in the time frame that is needed. And so you cost the team wins and now they are in a deficit and your best player is hurt. And now you're going to now put on him to carry this team and then get them back into it, which is going to take more energy and effort. Craziness. And this is why, like, I'm not as harsh on Kerr, like, from this year and last year because – I think it's it's clear that it's above him, you know. I think it's clear if you if you put a gun to my head and say, "Yo, does Steve Kerr really want to play James Wiseman 20 minutes?" I'm probably going to say no. Like he I think they tested it out. They saw he wasn't ready and Kerr really didn't want to keep playing him, but I'm sure 
there was okay, pressure maybe on him. Play him. Maybe Kerr didn't want to play, but like, did it have to be 20 minutes? Like he couldn't have been pulled any sooner. It couldn't have been. I just don't understand. He had no latitude. Like what was going to happen? Might have. When, yeah, he's think, out, I... when he's out there on the court, right? What are they going to do? Fire him right then? No. I mean, in general, what are they going to do? Fire you? You're Steve Kerr. It's going to look crazy. So just do what you want and let them yeah. come back and make a, like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't give him this pass that y'all do. Like he had no room. Of course he had room. He is not Mark Jackson. He's not a black man. He is a white man with privilege. <laughs> and so, no, like, let's just be real. He's Steve Kerr. He's not going to get fired for going against them because they're going to look crazy. Like Mark Jackson hadn't won, even though he got to two postseasons. And to me, he had success, right? But like, he's won four championships. Like, what are they going to go on the record and say, we're firing him for? Like, come on. I don't buy the, oh, my hands were tied. No. No, I'm not yeah, going to for shit either. I don't think his hands were tied. I think it was a little bit of pressure on him to at least try the Wiseman thing out. I don't think it was like, try this out or you're going to get fired. But he also probably felt, you know, like, I need to give Wiseman a chance to see what he can do. You know, he feels for when people. You give like, no he gives people chance, chances. You don't that's, give that's, a chance. You don't give Moody a chance. But his rope had to be as long as it did. That's where I'm like, all right, that's the, the biggest mistake that he's made this season is that for sure. He went into the season essentially gifting Wiseman uh, the, the seventh, eighth rotation spot, right? He was the first front court pair off the bench every game for the first eight games of the season or whatever it was. And Kaminga couldn't get on the court. Moody still struggling to get on the court. And it's like they showed you that they can contribute on a winning level on a championship level team. Wiseman hasn't shown that at any point in his career, no matter how many games he's played, no matter how many minutes he's played, he hasn't shown you that he has the ability to do that. you got two guys that have, and whether they have been on a team one less year or not, I think they've earned it more so than he has for sure. And, they, and he just kind of dropped the ball on letting them get their opportunity. And then we can say, you know, Moody plays the same position as a lot of our top whatever guys in the rotation. That's fair, but um, – Kaminga is not this it's not the same with Kaminga. And he just kind of like dropped the ball on it. I mean, he, he's trying to pick he tried to pick it back up, and then all the injuries started piling up. And this is why you gotta make sure that you start in the season off on the right foot so you don't gotta worry about this stuff. But now they're in a situation they're in and their arrogance that I don't get. That they think that they can do this, that they think that they can lose games and it doesn't matter because we'll get it. They'll get it back later. And then Monty Poole comes out with that ridiculous article to also try to gaslight us. Like, Oh, it doesn't matter to them. Like, what are we morons? I think some people are morons, <laughs> but I'm sorry. I am not a moron. You're not going to convince me that a team that has always been like in the top three every year that they've gone and won the finals doesn't care about winning. Right. Like, 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 and, and, and seating. I mean, these dudes got families too, right? Like just beyond basketball, these dudes got families. They don't want to start every playoff series on the road. They want to have more home games than road games so they can be in the crib. Like <laughs> it's just much easier as a basketball player to not have to travel and then play or to start a series on the road and play more games on the road than at home. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, and they've, like you said, they've been near the top of the league in the regular season every single year of their championship runs. Even the years they went to the finals and lost, 
um, other than 2020 and 2021, they've been top three seed or whatever the case may be every single year for like since 2015. Like this is foreign. This is not something that they've like done. Yeah, they got a the, the road record for most playoff series consecutive with a road win, but they usually start those series off with two home wins and then they yes. go win <laughs> and then they go win on the road. Like, come on now. Look. And they're older and we can see certain people are not as good. Like they need as much right. help as possible. And we it's okay to acknowledge that. They need exactly. favorable conditions and circumstances because hello, not only do just our role players play better at home, but also some of our quote unquote main guys. Okay. Not even yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of them except Steph. Steph's the only one. I mean, and Wiggins, Andrew, arguably. Yeah, right. So yeah, that it is what it, you said it right there. Listen, and then the last thing I'll say, because we do need to like <laughs> take a little break. <laughs> we went a little long, but yeah. um John Morant, let me tell you something. This this boy is getting on my nerves, okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, listen, because people are like, what do you expect him to say? Not have confidence in the team? No one is saying not to be confident in your team. We get that. But there's a thing called respecting your opponents. There's a thing called respecting your opponents. And that's okay, because when they fail, and they will they will fail, I feel very confident about that. That's why we become ignorant on the TL. That's why. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's Y'all know what I'm talking like about, said, right? Tell the listeners yeah. what I'm talking about, Justin. Oh, uh, was it? It was. Was it Malika Andrews that asked him, um, "Who, who, what, who are the two teams, or no, who are the teams that you feel like you got to go through essentially to win a championship?" And he just said Boston. I don't even think he said Milwaukee. He just said Boston. No, yeah, he and said then, Boston. And then she's like, yeah. "No one in the West." Yeah, and he's like, "Nah, like essentially we're we're good on the West. Like no, no team scares us. We're going to go through everybody. The only team we got to go through is Boston." Lost to to, to Denver. The other night in embarrassing they just, fashion. They just lost to OKC the other night without Shea, I'm pretty sure. And Denver, whose defense is ass, and like y'all don't got nothing to worry about. It's cool because, like, like you said, about those teams, because we know that was about the Warriors when he was saying that, right? Right. But it's like, okay, that's why the Warriors gonna beat them on Christmas Day, which is gonna be really funny because they're gonna come in and lose. That's my prediction. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we get everybody back, I do. I really think they're going to lose because we play better at home. I mm-hmm. think there's already animosity between these two teams. I don't like. I don't think Jordan liked being like accused of being a dirty player. I just, I like. I think they're going to show up on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think so too. It's just a matter of who who we going to have. Like, if we have the entire rotation and just Steph is out. Then obviously they have a much better chance than if most right. guys are out. But everyone's back. Yeah, yeah. And I think they they got a bad taste in their mouth from these last two games where they've lost by thirty plus. So hopefully they come with that that energy because Memphis is definitely going to come with the energy. And Dylan Brooks is already talking be about Garden Clay and all this type of stuff. It's like all right, bro. We'll see. Not annoying. I cannot stand that team. All right. Let's break. Let's break and get to some of these questions. We appreciate y'all sending us some questions. So let's 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 break and get into these questions when we get back. You're tuned into Golden Spaces. We'll be right back. 